Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to episode five of It's Not a Crisis, a podcast for women in their 40s seeking to navigate midlife's challenges while making the most of it. I am your host, Doran Wallach, and today's episode is really, really fun. Before I tell you a little bit about it, I just wanted to, as usual, be super annoying and make sure that you are rating, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with your friends and family, either on Facebook, Instagram, um, or by text, whatever's easier for you. You can also find me on It's Not a Crisis podcast on Instagram, as well as Facebook, where we have a group for questions and discussions. You can email me at itsnotacrisis at gmail.com or subscribe to my newsletter at itsnotacrisis.com. Okay, now that that's out of the way, all that stuff is really important to me, so I appreciate it, but I just have to, um, I have to say it every time that's what helps other women listen to the podcast. I hope everybody is doing well. And hopefully today's episode is going to make you smile a little bit. In my very first episode, I had interviewed Amy because her latest book, Just When You're Comfortable in Your Own Skin, It Starts to Sag, was the inspiration behind my entire podcast actually starting this. We had such a, a beautiful conversation about how this doesn't have to be a negative time in your life. This needs to be a positive time in your life. And I think that her book just made you feel not alone in all of this. So I have gotten countless emails and messages from uh, listeners about dating after 40. And this is not anything I know about. The last time I went on a date was in 1999 with my husband. So, um, I had reached out to Amy to see if she wanted to come on the show again. This is a really fun episode. Even if you're not dating, you never know when you might need to date. The way that Amy runs her business is so smart and so great that if you're out there online dating, you are going to learn something from today's show. Amy is a best-selling Oprah-featured co-author of four books, all designed to empower and inspire women at various stages of their lives. She's also the co-founder of Ash and Ames, a company showcasing unique jewelry handmade by various female artisans around the globe. Amy's latest venture is Love, Amy, a dating concierge service that marries the technology of modern-day dating with a holistic view of human-to-human energy and connection. Amy, I'm so happy that you're back on the show. I am too. Let's talk. (laughs) Yeah. So our first podcast, which was my very first podcast, was literally right before they started the quarantine. And I think I was thinking about this. I think you were the last person I had interaction with in normal life. (laughs) And I think we weren't even like hugging at that point, right? I I don't remember. I feel like we were still a little cautious. We were being cautious, but little did we know that, that, you know, that was it after yeah. that lockdown. Yeah. 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 And anyway, I'm not going to even talk about that because nobody wants to talk about that anymore. Um, so <laughs> it's so, tough. Yeah, it is. It's just that I'm doing this podcast today for the many women that have reached out to me. Clearly, this is something I know nothing about. Um, the last time I was on a date was in 1999, like the stone <laughs> ages that was with my husband and it was a blind date. 
and so clearly I know nothing about online dating or dating in general. Um, and I don't even think I dated that much before I met my husband, but a friend once let me swipe her Bumble when we were out drinking one night. Um, and, that's a, and it, that's a and very it, good, that's a very fun pastime. It was for so folks. much fun. And I got to pick her matches and I started responding as her. I've actually done that for a few friends, but mm-hmm. you, I can imagine it wouldn't be as much fun if this was actually my life and I was looking for a partner. And I, you know, I know that it's not easy for women to get back out there. Or if you're just a single woman in your forties in general, yeah. um, I yeah. would imagine it's, it's not so easy. So I'm yeah. excited to have you on here, but I do need to preface this with I know nothing and I'm <laughs> but I'm excited <laughs> to learn. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, who knows? My husband might kick me out and I might need you. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, let's not manifest that. Manifest <laughs> Hopefully that. not. Hopefully not. But no, I'm thrilled to be talking to you. This is I am living and breathing this. And it is besides my children, the love of my life, this job. And and I do feel like it's my true calling. And so it's a, it's a joy to be talking about it and and any wisdom I can bestow to any of my 40 plus angels out there. um, I'm happy to do so. All right. So first tell me how you just, cause you've, you're like me, you've had a million businesses and done a million things. Um, and so, so tell me how you decided to start the business and the concept and what makes you the expert to take over and do this for women. Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) um, No, no, no. So I am a serial entrepreneur, as you know, and I'm a four-time author. And and, um, in the course of writing the latest book called Just When You're Comfortable in Your Own Skin, It Starts to Sag. And this, you know, this latest book came out a few years ago. And in the course of writing this book, which is all about inspiring women to make conscious choices for their lives at 40 plus And to look at the second half of their lives is like the better half because it really can be. And in the course of interviewing hundreds of women and them talking about leaving their marriages, I knew that I had to make this very difficult, hardest thing I had ever done, choice, to leave my marriage of 20 years. We had been together 26 and there was nothing contentious going on. You know, I mean, we had just become roommates. He's a great guy and uh, we are incredibly amicable even now, but I had to leave and I, I did it. And I was tossed into the dating world after 26 years. And, you know, I would sit around with my gaggle of single, beautiful rock star girlfriends shortly thereafter. And and they all would, they were like, Oh, it's horrible. Like you will hate it. Good luck, sister. This is the worst thing ever. Like this whole online, there's creeps and it's disgusting. And I'm like, I'm like looking around the table. I'm like, okay, hold up. Like you guys are total, you're the full packages. You cannot tell me that your counterparts don't exist. Like, well, whatever. No, we tried it. It's horrible. So I dove in like it was my job. And I literally, I sort of have this crazy, as you know, Doran, like this social anthropology brain. And I, I looked at it more like an experiment and I quite literally made dating my job and I went full force. I was, there were certain days I was dating four to six people per day. Oh my God. That sounds awful. And I know <laughs> it does sound awful. And, and guess what? I made every mistake in the book that you can make. And that, and so it was almost like, like condensing six months of dating or a year of dating into like this, a few months. Cause I was really, I was determined. Like, but at first I was like, 
crappy, fuzzy pictures. I didn't write anything. I wasn't portraying myself as me. I was kind of portraying myself the way I thought guys would want to see me like party girl. And like, and I just, and you know, and I was just like calling in, I'm super spiritual. I was sort of like the guys attracted to me that were not the right guys, you know? And so then I started to get scientific about it. And I started to like, really like work on my profile and pictures and dig deep within myself. I was in therapy and energy work and, you know, manifesting and all this stuff. And all of a sudden things started to click, you know, and I started to really, really call in like, wow. Like, and I met this incredible human a couple of years ago. And I was also dating another amazing person at the same time. So it was just like, whoa, what, my, my girlfriends were like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> what is happening? You know, and I was having a ball. Like I was, they must have really been cool. so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> they were, the you know, they were kind of like, they were, they were sort of like baffled, you know, like there was all the emotions going on. And, and, and I was like, no, no, you guys come here. I would just like grab their phone and I'd start redoing their profiles. And I was like, what is going on here? And, and, you know, you're not portraying yourself as you, like, this is not who you are authentically. So I would redo their stuff and they would still sit there and I'm like, what is wrong? And so then I was like, give me your password. I'm going to just be you. What's your schedule in the next month? And I started spitting out dates for them and they were going on more dates in a month than they had gone on in a year. And then all of a sudden, little by little, they started meeting really quality people. And one day I just, I was sitting there and I thought, is this a thing? This can't be a thing. Like, is this a thing? Could I do this? Like, could I get paid to do this? Like, is this so cheesy? Is this really bad? Or is this like a really good idea? And, um, and I decided to go for it. And the New York Times wrote about it really quickly before I even had a website up. And they were like, guess what? You better put your website up. And then the Today Show did. So like, it sort of just took off. Like, I was just on the train. It took off. And now I can't, I can't even keep up with the amount of people approaching me. My clients are 25 to 75, mostly female, some male. And that's my big mouthful of how I kind of started it. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. The problem with being such a brilliant mind like Amy is that, and, uh, you know, entrepreneurial and creative is that you, you come up with these things and you have to do them <laughs> you know? and, and you succeed at them. And then you're like, okay, on to the next, you know, I mean, it's, it's totally. good when you find the one that you, you know, really feel passionate about. And, you know, it takes a few, it's like dating takes a few to get to the right one. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, you know, your brain doesn't stop. And then, I mean, the message here for our fellow entrepreneurs, because a lot of listeners are, are just like you and I, it's like, you really do have to sort of like, listen to your gut. Right. And it's great. You have all these great ideas, but then you kind of have to listen, even if the, the world is, I mean, every step of the way, everyone said, mm, she's nuts. What are you doing now? You know, right. so you do, uh, we I do, know you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to hone that instinct. But anyway, that, that's another podcast topic. Probably. Yeah, exactly. It's a great idea though, actually. We need to, I need to figure that one out. Okay. So I, I want to first talk about where you need to be within yourself to be ready to date. Cause I would imagine it's very difficult to find that place of being ready. You know, whether you've been married for a long time or you're just kind of coming into your forties, which I do think is a time to kind of figure out who you are. I'd love to know what the key is to this what do you tell women? Yeah, it's interesting. So I just love talking about this. I give my clients a 10 page intake form. Wow. 
right? And um, yeah, and you know, a lot of therapists refer me. So it's, I'm, you know, I'm sort of like part therapist, part energy worker. I'm, I'm part and a lot dating coach, right? But here's the deal, and I learned this really pretty quickly within myself, is that you can only meet someone as deeply as you've met yourself. And that is really important. And and the first question I ask people in this intake form is, how much have you worked on yourself? What self-care do you employ on a daily, weekly, monthly year? And it always throws people for a loop. They're like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, I'm, I want to date. Just teach me the tool. Like, <laughs> you know, like wait, that's what, the problem. Huh? That's the problem. <laughs> right. And so then I kind of have to like backtrack into it with them. And once we start to like, I, I scratch the surface and then I get to the next layer and we get to the next layer because here's the deal. Like we all carry, like, this is going to sound deep right now, like a little too like therapeutic, but like we do, we carry wounds from how we saw love growing up. We carry wounds from our last hurtful relation. We carry that stuff. And if we don't really work on that and at least figure out like, you know, why you're feeling hurt. Everybody has wounds. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Right. And so that is like a revelation to people because you kind of like, okay, I'm 40 plus. I'm like a grown up. I'm like, I've done therapy. I'm really open minded, but we still do. So like, even just to be a self-aware, right. So that, so then I get, I get clients talking about like, okay, like I really haven't honored myself that much. Like I'm not on my priority list. Like I need to like, you know, really work on this stuff. So that's, you know, that's kind of the first major thing that we talk about before we even can start. And by the way, that's kind of the premise of my podcast too, because in order to enjoy this next stage of life, we need to do the work now and we need to work on ourselves. And I think I have a lot of friends who are stubborn about doing work in therapy and think they have it figured out, but aren't quite sure. We'll just talk about it a lot. And, and my friends that actually, I, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately for them, if they're happy, I have a lot of friends who are getting divorced and, um, they'll kind of rush into something immediately. And I, and, and while again, I'm not an expert, I knowing just as a friend, I'll say, don't you feel like you need to work on yourself first and be alone and selfish for a little bit until you figure out exactly what that is you want in somebody else. And so I can see how that's really important. You're 100% right. And by the way, I say no a lot to people. Like I, you know, it's after our first, you know, initial call, and I, I do a lot of first calls free of charge, with, you know, because I, I love what I do. And I just want to, and I say no a lot because I can just tell that somebody is not, I, I don't want to compromise success. I don't want to, it just, it's not worth it. And you're absolutely right. And that's the first, you know, that's definitely the first step. What if people have zero interest in online dating? How do you change their minds about that? Because I know I have a lot of uh, friends who are now single and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going near that. I have no interest. Yeah. So that's, it's great. That's a great question. And I get it all the time. And I always kind of smile when I get it. Here's the deal. You know, like people will say, oh my God, I swiped for five minutes and I wouldn't date 99% of the people on these. And I, and I sort of say, here's the deal. A, you're not going to meet someone in aisle six. Just you know, we're in a new generation. B, if you walk down the street right now, would you date 99% of anyone you walk by? No. So here's the deal. The apps are a gift because there are millions and millions and millions of people now on the apps. This is the way, the number one way to meet someone, but it's just the how, how do I go about doing it? Because it's really scary at any given day. If you dip your toe into any of the apps, it is horrifying. 
and I get it, you know, cause it's like, oh my God, people are coming at you. It's really, there's a strategy to it and there's a way to like go in and, you know, I mean, I've cracked the code. There is, there is a process so that you can feel in control of it and you can feel like you are, you know, driving the process and calling in the right people um, and attracting the right people. There really is, there really is this process. And, and I just, my success rate is 80%. And so that means, you know, that's, that's high. And so I know, I know that it works. Are there apps that you specifically like more than others? You're not allowed to say that. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. I'm not being sponsored by anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really interesting. So I work with clients all over the country, like Bumble, for instance, not as good in DC as it is in Dallas or, you know, so I know which apps are good for which age ranges in what cities. Um, and that just has come from experience. If someone's listening and they want to dip their toe in and they're 40 plus, it's Bumble and Hinge as a general rule. That's to start with Bumble. It's the easiest one. Um, it's a little bit more curated. Um, and the women make the first move, which is great because it, again, puts you in the driver's seat. I think I feel like those are the ones I've heard about. For your audience, it's Bumble first and then Hinge. And they both they're, they're both good. So just to go back a little bit, um, you had mentioned that you carry your childhood wounds in your relationship um, and, and you carry, you know, based on the love that you've seen or the love that you had or um, how, how do we, how do you get unstuck from that? How, do, how does somebody move forward? You say do the work and therapy, but is there, is there more that they can be doing or is it just really, is it just like a one-on-one relationship to try to figure that out? So, you know, it's interesting. That's a heavy thing, right? So yes, I mean, it absolutely starts with therapy. And, you know, it's it's one of those deep dive things, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of money or a ton of time on it. But it's just being conscious of it. And it's just sort of like, you know, if we each sit down and think about it for a bit, it's like, oh, what, what was that's one of the questions I asked my clients, what was love? What did love look like in your house? And that's just a little bit of a different spin. Like we all have like, oh gosh, I had a difficult stepdad or, you know, my mom left my dad or whatever. Um, even if, even if your parents were happily married, there's still dynamics that you absorbed that, you know, you could still work on or, or so, you know, maybe there was some disrespect going on and, and, you know, cause I always say like, you accept the love you think you deserve right? And so there's all kinds of things. And so it's kind of like just being conscious of that. So I, I really work through that, at least begin to work through that with my clients. And then I will literally say, go do some therapy for three months and come back to me. If there's just too much, I'm not, I know what I'm not. I'm certainly not a therapist, but I can guide, you know, and then they'll come back and I'll, we'll talk it through and I'll say, okay, I think you're ready now. Let's go. Um, so it's really just you know, a exploring it within yourself. Um, and if you need a little bit more, you know, help and digging through that, then, then do it. So what happens now? So I've, I've done the work and I come to you and I say, all right, let's do this. Then what do you do? Yeah, I get really excited. It's my favorite thing. And, um, we launch and the way that we launch is I, you know, it's the 10 page intake form. And that's sort of the first thing we do. Um, and there's all kinds of questions on there and some are designed because I, you know, to reverse engineer, I know what, questions I'm looking for, like the fun little quirky stuff I need to tease out. But here's the deal. This is really important is that, again, I kind of said this within my, how I made the mistake, but people really want to portray themselves the way they think others should see them. 
And I, because, and I'm goofy and I'm, you know, I'm literally like, I'm just, what you see is what you got. I'm an open book. And I have to get to know my clients in that way. Like I need to know, like there'll be clients who are just like so serious and CEO and da, da, da. and literally within 45 minutes, like I can see they're like, they're imitating people in there. They've got voices. I'm like, wait, where did that come from? Oh my God, you're hilarious. <laughs> like, So I'm teasing out like really who they are because that's the kind you want to attract the right person and, and not the other serious CEO, but like, who are you really? And so like, this is silly, but one of my clients in New York, like carries a blender. She travels with a blender because she's obsessed with smoothies and she's hilarious. I teased that out. And, and really it's one of my favorite profiles I put together because you read her profile and you can't not laugh. And so the, the guys she's starting to attract are like such good matches for her. So like, so that's kind of where we start. We put together a strategy, which apps I review pictures. I'm really obsessed with that. I I'm really picky about it. I take a lot of my own pictures for clients. You have four seconds in that lead photo. You can't have a hat. You can't have sunglasses, no selfies, no group shots. Like it's got to just, your sparkle has to shine in that lead photo. So that's kind of the first little bit that we work on. I have a friend who we've been very close through her um, separation and I've, I've seen her profile and she is the most amazing woman. She is smart. She is funny. She is beautiful. She is loving. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't just say this. I don't say this about every single person I know, but she's, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's such a good friend too. Actually, I was going to start this podcast with her, but we ended up not doing that just out of the interest of time. But I remember looking at her profile. I don't know. I have no idea what it's doing now, but I remember looking at her profile thinking, I just feel like you have to show how witty and funny you are. And this isn't doing it, but I don't know how to be you witty. You know, like, you, you need to be you witty. Totally, totally. So I get that. I get that. And I think there is this confusion about, you know, who do I want to portray and who am I really? Or sometimes better for somebody else, you know, uh, like a friend or somebody like you to, to really call you out on who you are. Right. And it's awkward to be like, I'm witty. I'm smart. Like, right. you know, like, you can't, <laughs> like, like really? Like, what do you... So a lot of times I'll say, like, my BFF says I'm, you know what I mean? Like, you just, there's just little tricks of the trade. Um, so after we do that, then then it's like, this is the biggest barrier to entry besides like people can kind of manage to put together a profile. They can eke it out. But the biggest barrier to entry for online dating really is the banter. It's the online app banter because it is awkward. And it's like, everybody knows they're on the apps and like, you've got a whole range of what people are looking for on the apps. And so the banter is like, who do I banter with? And ooh, what do I say? And it's like, Oh my God, do I reply to this opening line? Like, so the banter part is really, really tough. And, um, so I really, I, I do log on as my clients for the first month or so. And I, we can both be logged in and they'll watch me swipe and talk. I'll watch them swipe and talk. I hand the reins over as quickly as I can because they need training wheels to have to come off. But, but you know, they see like who I'm deleting and why. What happens if they can't banter as well as you do? Well, the thing is they everybody can, you know, I mean, I, by the way, I banter much better on text than I do in person. I'm like, I'm hysterical on text message. <laughs> no, no, scared. you're hysterical in, on, in every medium, Doran. That's for sure. No. Yeah. But yeah, you would be an excellent banterer. But, um, but yeah, some people just get, I mean, I, I have clients who are really shy 
And, and it's really, they literally, you know, I'm an on-demand coach, like very unique. Like when I feel like when you need me, you need me. So like at 7 PM on a Tuesday, I'll get like a screenshot of like, Oh God, what do I say back? And, and I'm, I'm love it. I am happy to help, but, but everybody can banter, right? Cause it's just, it's just being you and it's being comfortable enough to be you not, you know, throw up your resume. It's just like, if you would retort with something kind of funny and goofy, then do it. Say that because that's who you want to attract. So, you know, we work, we work a lot on that in the first month. You mentioned a couple of tips uh, for your profile. Can you share a few of those? So I would say the biggest, biggest tip um, is, like I said, to really, really be authentic and don't be afraid to tease out, you know, kind of your goofiness or, you know, also, what do you want? You know, we really work on like, what are we trying to achieve here? who do we want? Like if it's a long-term relationship, which is 98% of my clients, cause you know, there's always 2% of other, you know, whatever, but like most people want a long-term relationship. You know, it's okay to say that it's okay to say, you know, we'll get along. If you know, you're looking for a long-term relationship as well, you're caring, family oriented. I think it's really important, especially at our age, like let's not mess around, you know, let's not like throw the fishing pole out and see what we get. Let's be really specific about what we want. So that's a tip. You know, that lead photo, just to go back to that, it's sort of astonishing to me how many people kind of hide. Like they'll put a picture that's just like a little grainy or it's too far away because they're hiding. Like everybody, everybody, like your best friend sees that sparkle in your eye and that smile. And that's why that your best friend, like, that's the spark I want. That's, you have to see it. And so I have to, like, it's, it's a very uncomfortable part of the job, but it's really, really important. So that lead photo has to be like outside where like, you can totally see the color of your eye and you're, and you're, you know, smiling. And it's that look, it's that look when your best friend walks in the room and you're like, (gasps) like, that's what we, we need. We need that for the lead photo. I feel like my friends tell me that most of the time the guys never look anything like their photo. It's always kind of a disappointment. I mean, that's a broad generalization. I think that does happen. I think though, it's easy to tell once you're doing it that like people use, they'll use older photos. Everybody, not everybody. A lot of people lie about their ages, like men and women. By the way, well, by the way, just hold on a second, because this is so funny and I'm not going to say any names, but when I was scrolling my friend's Bumble, I happened to see somebody that I know that's single. And his age was way off from his real age. And I screenshot it and I texted it to him and I said, huh, this isn't how old you are. And he's like, first of all, why are you on Bumble? And second of all, are you the Bumble police? And then explained this whole story to me. And I just thought it was so funny. Oh my God. That's hilarious. No, it's so true. And I mean, it's really true. So, so if you, you know, really grainy photos. You can tell when photos are just old uh, or the photos don't match up. Like the first and the third, you're like, what decade was this? Like, seriously? Um, you know, you, you kind of get the hang, you kind of get the hang of it, but, but again, you're going to encounter all of that. Um, you know, that's just part of it. You had mentioned, um, (laughs) sound old and old and married when you say this, but you had mentioned ghosting to me where you were just talking about a few tips and, um, uh, and you said, you know, don't take it personally. I want to hear more about that. I don't actually know what ghosting is. Does that mean when you just like drop somebody completely? Very good, Doran. 
Very good. Yes, it is. I've heard it used, but I never really like spent the time to be like, what exactly is ghosting? Lucky you have never had to experience that yet. So that's literally like poof. Like you'll be mid-sentence with someone and all of a sudden they go away. <laughs> literally, they disappear off the app. Um, or you can even be in a conversation for two days and then now it's moved to cell phone and then they disappear. And, then, you know, I have a whole like I don't know, four or five pages of tips for my clients that I send initially to them just to get them used to this crazy alien world called online dating. And ghosting is one of those things that freaks people out. It feels like a personal assault and it feels like rejection. And it's, it's really crappy when that happens, but you have to get used to the fact that this is like the profile is not the person. We don't know who they are. So this, this is a whole process and we're kind of like weeding, weeding, weeding. It's sort of a numbers game. And it's like someone can disappear. Guess what? That is a gift because that is a bullet dodge. That means someone's not ready. I talk a lot about grownups to my clients. We're looking for a grownup who's ready. So that's not a grownup. So good riddance. But you have to get in the mindset of not taking it personally. And that's hard. You know, that's hard. Oh my God, Amy, I like I have lived in, with so much guilt over this in my twenties when I was dating a lot, my early twenties is like right before I started dating Ty. Um, I would just not call guys back when I didn't want to go on another date. Cause I was too scared to, to, to like be upfront and be like, I, this isn't going to work. So they would like call and call and I would just completely drop them without any, I ghosted, I was ghosting, but it's a good point, you know? And like, I work a lot with clients on, this is a big deal. It's like you go on two dates with someone or three dates and I have a big three date rule after three dates. We're either cutting bait or not. We're not going to linger where we're not supposed to be. That was Ty's. That was Ty's rule when he was dating. Yeah. Cause we were friends and I used to hear about his dates. That's what he would do. No, totally. It's three dates. But, um, but you know, how do you, how do you gracefully exit something that's sort of just like one person's really into it and you're not. So it's again, you know, work on, I work with my clients all the time on that stuff. Um, and you know, at this point in our lives, you know, when it's okay when you're 20 or even in your thirties to like sort of just wiggle out, I just think accountability is really important it, it, just from an integrity standpoint now. So, you know, if you, if you have gone on a few dates with someone and you're not, it's just, there's a way to gracefully have that conversation and you feel really good about it that you, you know, kind of did a really nice job of telling them how you feel and, and grace because you're a grown up. you're grown up. You've gone in, you've helped with their profile. They, they find somebody they're interested in. It's time to go on a date. So, so two questions, mm -hmm. what, um, what do you recommend to do for a first date? And, um, what kind of tips do you give for a first date? Yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite, favorite tips that I learned the hard way. <laughs> so for your first date, it should never, ever, ever be longer than 45 minutes. And you should never give away a whole night. Women, do not do that. I mean, I cannot tell you how many Thursday nights, Friday nights, I'd be sitting there trapped, just slugging wine, like looking at the clock. Um, you know, this is somewhat of a numbers game, right? And we know just by the numbers that you're not going to have chemistry with 19 out of 20 people. It's just how it works. So why not lower the stakes, right? Lower the expectations and go on 30 minute coffee dates or Joe and the juice dates. That way, you know, you're kind of walking in with a different attitude. It's like, I'm just going to meet a new human today. I'm going to learn one new thing from this individual. 
you know, odds are, we'll see, we'll see, right? And that changes everything. It changes the attitude, it changes, you know, the energy around it. And it allows you to go on more dates because the the deal is you're not going to dip your toe in and on the fifth person you meet is the one. It's just not going to happen. Every once in a while it happens, but in general it won't. And I think people get really stuck on that. Like they get their hair done and their makeup done and they go and they, they, they've put so much thought into the the person they think they're meeting (laughs) that inevitably they're going to fall short of their expectations. So that's a really big one. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. It also sounds much more pleasurable. No, I mean, I would, I would post up. I'm not even kidding. I would post up at a coffee shop of my choice and I would just space the dates out and give myself some cushion in between. <laughs> and, <laughs> write a book or something. You know, <laughs> come up with the next thing. No, and I would sit there in my Lululemons and a baseball hat. I mean, every once in a while, I'd maybe, you know, like maybe jeans and a t-shirt, but like, and I would set the expectation right up front. Listen, I'm coming from a workout, not glamorous, you know? And, um, it just kind of changed everything. And it put me in the driver's seat. It gave me my power back. Right. So I wasn't hoping to be chosen. I wasn't hoping he would like me. I was sitting there like, Hey, <laughs> like what's going on? And do you do you that like- so that on the next date, you just look amazing. I mean, hello. <laughs> yes, it's strategic. There's a, I was just about to say this is all strategic. Oh, completely. <laughs> I mean, that would happen. That would really happen where like then I'd have a little black like sundress on and they're like, whoa. <laughs> like right. exactly. Exactly. If, if you if they came to that date based on the first one, seeing you and your <laughs> Oh yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they yeah, were meant no, to totally. be, you know, they don't love you in your your workout clothes. Completely. I mean, I'm not saying ditch the mascara and gloss. I mean, you can look cute in workout clothes. I'm just saying, you know, don't go overboard and show up like, I'm here. You know, it's like they have to they have to show up for you, you know. So you, you go on that first date. Now, wh- what are the rules today? Uh, you like the guy? Are we in an age and a time where it's no games or are we, I remember reading when I was in my twenties, remember that book, um, the rules, the rules. And is that, and then men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yep. John Gray. Both of those books. Oh yeah. So I'm currently writing the next version of the rules. Oh good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. There are no games, you know, um, I do believe in chivalry and I don't care what anybody says about that. I really don't care. I know that we are in an age of, you know, equality and, you know, I'm all, I'm a feminist. I get it. I'm all about, my whole career has been about empowering women. I get it, but I like chivalry. I just do. And so, you know, if you're texting, texting with someone for a a day or two days and it's going on and on and they're not asking you out, they're not a grown up. They're not ready just delete them. Like, you know, every once in a while, it's like, maybe you give a little nudge or like, all right, let's grab coffee. You know, this is kind of going on. But nine times out of 10, he's not ready. (laughs) And so, you know, and, and when you're going on that date, like, I think it's great to reach for your purse. I like chivalry. I like it when the guy pays. I really don't care what anyone thinks about that, (laughs) you know? Um, and so, so, but, but in terms of games, like, remember the rules, it was like, wait, three days to respond. It's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Like, you know, two grown ups showing up for each other, 
the key is consistency. I think that book kind of ruined dating, actually. (laughs) I I mean, that book pisses me off. Yeah, people really followed it for years. And then everyone was confused about what to do and not to do. And even if you wanted to do it or not do it. Yeah, right. And then he's just not that into you came out. And then that was right. I forgot about that one. That was like an assault on women. Like, he's just not that into you, you know, and it's like, Oh my God, like put us back in the driver's seat. I mean, I think behave the way you want to, you know, you reflect, you want reflected back to you, two grown ups showing up for each other who are consistent with each other every single day. Like every single day, there's no disappearing acts. There's no chase the cat and mouse. There's no like, Oh, I'm just not going to respond. No, it's very genuine. You know, that's what we're looking for here is like a genuine, authentic connection that's real, that guess what? It's going to be messy. We're going to share some of our shit with each other. You know, you want someone who's a little self-actualized or at least open to it. If you're spiritual, you want someone who's on that path too. Like these are the kinds of conversations you want to be having. And I coach my clients all the time on how to get there fast because you know what? I see so many people talking about travel and the weather and da, 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 and, and, you know, just surface stuff for like four dates, five dates, like, no, 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 no. By your second or third date, like you really should be talking about this stuff at this age, you know? Um, and so that's what it's about. That's what's, I mean, it just blows my mind that, you know, people kind of waste a lot of time playing a little coy game of what they, you know, trying to be who they think they should be. And it's like, yeah, and there's no time for that now. <laughs> there's such no time for me in your twenties. There was time. There's not, there's no time for that. And, and that can be used in so many different parts of our lives. Right. And also just ask for what you want. You know, it's just amazing. Like really ask for what you want. Have those conver- have, have those conversations like pretty, pretty quickly. Don't wait three months in. And it's like, he doesn't want to get married again. Like you should have had that conversation. Or what about monogamy? Like there's so many couples that kind of just like assume they just kind of keep going. And then all of a sudden someone finds their, you know, their significant other's Bumble profile still there. It's like, we need to have, be having these really real conversations pretty early on. It's so funny because on my first date with Ty, Ty is my husband, in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> Hopefully. I really hope <laughs> so at this point. Clear. He grew up in a town that like, I knew I never wanted to live in. <laughs> and, and among other things, when I went on a first date, I was very upfront. I was like, I, I, just so you know, I'm never living in that town. And you know, right. I, was, I, was, right. you know, I was sort of going down the list. And to this day, he's like, you know, you really, I mean, it was our first date. And you're really letting me know. I'm like, you know what? If you don't like me from the first date, then you're probably not going to like me. And if you, if you don't like who I am, I just kind of need, I'm like that with any relationship. I am who I am. And if you don't like me, then we're not going to be friends, you know, and that's, that's okay with me. Totally. And that's a beautiful, but very unique trait, Doran, because so many people are so afraid to ask for what they want right away, you know, and they were a lot of women, we've been conditioned to sort of be a chameleon. And so we're kind of like taking on, you know, sort of the traits of, of the guy. And it's like, no, especially at this age. So I do a lot of coaching around that, right? So like when you're just entering a new relationship, um, I have a lot of clients who keep me on just for the coaching part so that they can stay authentic to who they are as you build the foundation of this new relationship. It's really important. Is it hard though? I would imagine, obviously the, the, pool is smaller and, and it's, you know, not as easy, but do you feel that you have to adapt a little bit more? There are people who are very set in their ways. So I, I would think that 
in general, in life at this point of our lives, we have to just be more open-minded and, and more adaptable to situations. I think that's something I've learned about myself. Totally. totally. I would imagine that's important in dating too. You can't just you know, go in there with, this is what I want. This is it. And you have to be, allow yourself to be surprised. There might be something that comes up. No, completely. I think that's an excellent point, especially for this audience, 40 plus. You need to know and identify how open someone is to evolution, right? And I think some, you know, sometimes it's like, we really know, like, these are the core values. And as long as I have these, I'm good. And sure, there are a lot of people. And, and let's face it, a lot of men at this age who, I mean, look at their role models, Beaver Cleaverland. Like there's a lot of men in this pool who don't really know how to change or they're not open to therapy or they're not open to evolution. And most of my clients want someone who can evolve a little bit, right? And so that's really, really important. And there's all kinds of indicators at the very beginning, like whether or not someone's open to to evolve. Sometimes my client knows exactly the, once we identify the core values of who we're looking for. And that's, we didn't really talk about that, but that's one of the big things we have to do. It's not, it's not your type. It's more like what we're going to look at from the inside out. Um, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, it's fine. If that person's not open to change, as long as they have these family core values, I'm good with that. But more often than not, that's another overlooked conversation, you know? You know, how much have you worked on yourself? How much are you open to evolution? Like, I'm a meditator. Does that freak you out? Or are you open? Are you curious about that? At least curious, right? So it's it's having those kinds of conversations. Right. I think it has to be in both directions. It's important. Totally. Sort of my last question in all of this, and I, I feel like there will be a lot of follow-up questions, I'm sure, from listeners, but um, what was the biggest mistake that you made when you were dating, number one, that you learned from? The biggest overall mistake, which has really woven its way into the core of my business is I I didn't look closely enough at the core values first. And I was just looking at like who I was attracted to, right? Like we all have a type. We all think we have a type. We get so conditioned. You don't even realize how conditioned you are to like visually what you're attracted to. And once I I went to therapy, I did a bunch of therapy. And once I realized like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm looking at this the wrong way. Like I need to look at core values and attributes first. And that's when I started to cast my net differently. And I was dating, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about height and it wasn't about hair. And it was, I had, of course, my non-negotiables like teeth. I just have a teeth thing, but like, like you're allowed to have those, right? Yeah, I get that. But I, you know, I, I do this exercise with clients where it's like, I give them this blank piece of paper and I'm like, okay, I want you to fill 20 minutes. I want you to fill this up with every attribute of your ideal dream person, right? Take your time and they fill it out and take, and then they give it to me before COVID, whatever. And I, um, I rip it up into tiny little pieces and they're like, what? (laughs) That's a lot of work. And then I give them another piece of paper and I say, think of someone non-romantic in your life who brings you total joy. It can be a nephew. It can be your mother. It can be, you know, and write their core qualities down. And that's your person. That's your person. And, and it, it's your person every time. And that is a really eye-opening exercise to do because it, it really forces you to get out of the stereotypes you have built 
and, and really focus on those core qualities. Like I'll be swiping for a client and they're like, why did you swipe on this? Per-? And I'm like, look at what they wrote. I mean, so many of those words match yours. The last three clients that found love said, all three of them, I never would have swiped on that person. So I think it's really, really important to keep that in mind. I, I totally get that because I have a few best friends that I could totally run away with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, my, my girlfriends and I joke all the time. We're just like, oh my God, we literally are just going to live in a commune. They'll all be dead. Like the guys will be dead and we'll just like play mahjong and drink. Like seriously. Oh my God, to one of my best friends, I always, we always talk about one day when we like run away and travel when we're old and we live our lives together. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's, I don't know if that's okay, but we do. It's fine. And in fact, that's really what we're facing. Let's be, let's be honest. No, seriously. I had a girlfriend say to me the other day, like TMI, but she was like, She's like, I just wish you had different anatomy. And I'm like, I know. I'm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it would be kind of perfect. She's like, I really know. That's so funny. That's so something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. All right, Amy, this was this was amazing. I'm so excited. This is this was actually a really fun topic, even if I know nothing about it. I I, I love talking. I think you know more than you think you know. I know. I, I know. Maybe I'll um maybe I'll an intern for you. Oh my God. (laughs) Totally. You you can banter, you can ghost, you can do all these things. I need to have you back on to talk about, we need a, um, we need a uh, kind of what you do for figuring out your career and what what you want to do. And um, I think it'd be cool to have like a few like female, you know, like, I think that's just a really cool discussion to have. Um, because there's, you know, like what idea is an idea or not, or how do you, but again, you have to do the work before you even figure that out, which I think is which is a whole, again, a whole other podcast. Tell my listeners where they can find you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so my website is loveamy.co, C-O. I know a little confusing. So loveamy.co. And if you would be so kind, I really need Instagram followers. <laughs> and it's like love.amy.nyc um, because that would be super helpful. Also, go to Amazon and look at any of Amy's books because they'll help you at different chapters of your life. And it was when I met you that I learned, I learned after that you were the author of a book I had written and that made me, I was like so happy to meet you because when I was reading that book, I'm like, I want to know who wrote this because I feel like we would be really good friends. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And I hope you are thank you. safe and well. I saw that you're with your baby, so I'm happy. Yeah. Thank you so here. much, Doran. This was a total blast. I'm honored to be on the show again. Oh, no problem. I love having you. And we'll have you back again. I'm sure we'll, there'll be another topic that we'll cover. Okay, perfect. Okay, take care. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.